You are listening to the Business Society Podcast, formerly known as Think Like a CFO. The Business Society is a podcast for entrepreneurs and business owners, where we talk all about what it means to be an entrepreneur and manage the money in your business and personal life. I'm your host, Melissa Houston, and I am a CPA with over 20 years of experience working with entrepreneurs just like you. And I am here to share my knowledge and love of all things business. Check out my blog at thebusinesssociety.co and make sure you check out my articles at Forbes.com. Lauren Messiah is revolutionizing the way people dress through her comprehensive approach to elevating one's life through style, working from the inside out. With her signature method of combining style with personal development, Lauren bridges personal styling and life coaching to curate a closet and look that supports one's goals and takes the stress and self-doubt out of looking one's best. The stylist, educator, and digital influencer has coached over 5,000 clients globally through her online courses, leaning on her personal journey of self-discovery through fashion and her years of being one of the most sought-after celebrity stylists. Lauren recently released her latest book, Style Therapy, 30 Days to Your Signature Style, as a 30-day active approach to building a personal style and shedding the emotional baggage. Through her book, she empowers readers to shop like a stylist, find clothes that support goals, and build confidence to tackle any situation with the right look and attitude. Hi, Lauren. Welcome to the Business Society Podcast. I am so happy to have you here today. I am excited to be here. So as I was mentioning a little bit before we started recording, I was a little bit intimidated to meet you today. But on the flip side, I definitely feel like I would be your ideal client. So if you want to tell the listeners what it is that you do and what you offer, that would be a great way to start. Sure. So I'm a personal stylist, but definitely not in the traditional sense. I like to work with just everyday awesome women to help them find their authentic selves and express that through styles. They can reach their goals, whether it's in business or in their personal life. So I'm kind of the anti-stylist in terms of, I don't care about trends. I don't care about, you know, someone being a size two. It's utilizing style as a tool so you can enjoy and advance in your life. That is awesome. You know, because like, especially during the pandemic, I find like I've definitely slacked because I don't go into the office anymore. I don't really get up and get ready. And you know, I just start my day in sweatpants and a t shirt and a cup of coffee and away we go, right? So what kind I mean, now that the world is opening up again, and people are getting back to it, what kind of trends are you noticing? It's funny, during the pandemic, I was just screaming it from the rooftops for whoever would listen. I'm like, get dressed. Like, it doesn't matter. <laughs> like, get dressed because self perception is everything. So even if you're just staring at your own reflection in, in Zoom, the way that you perceive yourself helps with your productivity and everything else. So I've been trying to get people to get dressed, but a lot of people didn't, as you explained. <laughs> Guilty. Yes, now that the world's opening up, everyone's like, uh-oh, I need clothes. Maybe I gained a couple pounds during the uh-huh. pandemic. I'm freaking out. I'm definitely not much on trends, especially because what the fashion industry is offering right now is the worst. I don't know if you've gone shopping, but we're at like 
prairie chic and it's not chic. <laughs> it's the attire to churn butter in it's just like you know what i did butter. notice that yes right? I'm like, I, you know yeah i i did look online a couple of times where i'm like yeah maybe i need something new maybe that'll you know perk me up or whatever and i remember like i'm like no <laughs> yeah so it it's rough out there i am all about whatever makes you feel like you. So, you know, dress codes have changed. So people aren't expected to wear a suit into the office anymore. Like those days are done, but you still have to show up professionally. So what is going to best suit your environment? What is going to make you feel authentic to yourself? That could be something vintage. That could be something seasons old. It could be something you purchase off of consignment. So it really doesn't matter. And that's the process that I teach my clients through, you know, my book and my courses and my membership. We need to figure out who you are and what your goals are, because that's going to help you perform best in life. So I say ignore all of the trends. You know, we've got Gen Zers that are like, don't wear these types of jeans and don't part your hair in the side. I'm, ro- I'm rocking a side part right now. Just like do your best to ignore what's out there and search from within instead. Oh, I love that. So with like your client base, are they through all generations or do you specifically focus on a certain generation to help? You know, it's funny in business, they're always like, oh, you know, find your ICA. How old is she? You know, my clients are all over the place. I definitely have a customer avatar that I base, you know, my marketing and things off of, but my clients are in their 20s, they're retired and in their 60s, they're in their 30s and 40s. Say that I've got a collection of like misfit toys. I've always been a misfit in life, didn't fit into a friend group, didn't fit into a style box. So we're all just a bunch of cool weirdos <laughs> coming together to take over the world and do it in style. Oh, I love that. So how did you get started in your career? Yeah. So I've always had a love for fashion since I was really, really young. Like I said, I'm a misfit. I'm a total introvert. And it was really difficult for me to express myself. I was painfully shy. And I found that when I put on clothing or made clothes. My grandma taught me how to make my own clothes when I was five. So people would talk to me and I could start a conversation about my pants or a pair of shoes better than I could just strike up a conversation. So I knew from then I wanted to do something fashion related. I went to college for fashion design, graduated and realized that you don't make any money in the... I was so delusional. I think a lot of college students are, or maybe it was just me, that I thought I went to school and I'd get a degree and I would get a fabulous job in New York City, making a bunch of money, being in the glitz and glam. They're like, no, you can sort buttons for $18,000 a year. So i that's not going to work. Um, but I ended up working retail after college, which was a total not living the dream moment. But that's when I realized that I loved dressing women for, I love dressing women as opposed to designing their clothes, because I love the idea that something a woman puts on is going to inform the way that she feels. She's going to take that with her somewhere to a job interview, to a date. 
And the way she feels and interacts in that situation could potentially change her life. It's so true, right? You know, it, it was cool to me. Like everyone else in retail was trying to make a bunch of sales. I was horrible at that because I'd be like, girl, don't shop here. You need to go to a different <laughs> store. Like, you are too old to be shopping here. Like, get out of here. So I wasn't good at that, but I was good with connecting to the final outcome. I thought it was so cool that I could be part of somebody's story just through clothing. So that kind of led me down a path of styling. I did celebrity styling for a bit. I did not find that very fulfilling at all because it's part of a celebrity's job to get dressed. They're not like, oh my gosh, you boosted my confidence. So I did personal styling here in Los Angeles for executive women in Hollywood. And then eventually as a way to find more clients, I started to use social media to expand my reach. So I started a YouTube channel and I asked the viewers, like, what do you want me to make a video about? And they would say things like, how do I style a white t-shirt? What do I wear with black jeans? I was like, are you kidding me? You don't know what to, you don't know what to wear with black jeans. You don't know what to wear with a shirt. I'm like, oh my gosh, women are clueless. If you don't have a love for fashion, you don't know. So true. Nobody (laughs) taught you. Like, did your mom sit you down and be like, okay. Here's how you're going to dress. My mother was the things my mother wanted me to wear just to use the clothes was, it was awful. Even I knew at that age, like I'm not doing it, Right. (laughs) but I never learned how to dress myself. And this is why I'm so excited to talk to you today. So that, you know, sparked an idea in me just from doing marketing for my business. I'm like, women don't know how to dress. I'm like, Mm -hmm. what if I could teach them how to do it? So I launched a course that taught women how to dress. It's called Personal Style University. I had no idea if it would work, but it did. And what I found was that I'm such, I'm a personal development junkie, like through and through. Never met like a self-help seminar I didn't like. So I've incorporated that into the way that I style women. And they were getting transformations that were much bigger than just a better outfit. They were Mm -hmm. getting promotions. They were finding their voice, they were getting engaged, they were doing all of these things, which helped my business evolve to really embrace that personal development self-help piece into style. And through that, I built a membership, I've got a book, and I'm just building this army of awesome women who never quite fit in that now are stylish and thriving and not subscribing to what the industry tells them what to do. I love that. Can you tell us more about your book and maybe your book journey? Yeah. So the book is called Style Therapy. And I definitely did not go down a traditional path to get a book deal. I do have like an actual book deal. A publisher put it out. But the way that I started the book was through having that course. You know, it's a, it's a pricey course for some people. And I wanted to make something a little more attainable for more women to guide themselves through a journey. So I self-published a book called The Style Solution. And I, you know, wrote the book, had my designer make the book. I sold it as a digital download for $47. And then people really wanted a printed version. So I found, you know, all the right people to print it. And it was beautiful, full color, binding. I had, you know, little pens and stickers and things with it. And I charged 77 bucks for that book. And I sold it using 
what I learned about online marketing, what I learned about social media marketing. And it did really well. I mean, people were like, here's almost $80 to buy a book. So I got introduced to my agent and I said, I'd love to have a published book. I actually self-published one. She said, would you mind overnighting me a box of your self-published book? I've got some pitch meetings. I'd love to try to pitch it. And we got a book deal. Just like that. Yeah, pretty much. Just like that. <laughs> I mean, that's amazing. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people, they either think it's one or the other where it's like, Oh, I'm going to self publish and just sell it on Amazon. I never sold my book on Amazon when I self published it. I only sold it through my website and through my own means. I was in my home office packaging and shipping books out. And yeah, that ended up turning into something legitimate. The publisher, they found a lot of my work online and said, do you think you could rewrite this book to incorporate more of that personal development piece, tell some stories, you know, continue to have the workbook component? I said, most definitely. So I renamed the book Style Therapy. And it takes a long time to write and publish a book, you know, about two years from deal to book in bookstores. <laughs> But totally worth it, I think. Yeah, it must have been a lot of fun. It was. It, it's been a lifelong dream of mine to be able to walk in the store. You know, with things being so digital, when I'm like, oh, mom, I just, you know, Vogue did a, a piece on me. She's in the bookstore. Like, I can't find it. I'm like, it's online. She's like, what? <laughs> she doesn't <laughs> yeah. understand. So to be able to have my parents walk into Barnes & Noble and buy my book, I'm like, I made it. <laughs> <laughs> That's such a nice story. I love that. It's so true because it's the generational divide, right? My parents would be the same way. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, even when I write for Forbes, they're like, hey, whatever. We don't really know what that means because it's not in the magazine. And, you know, it's so funny. I'm curious to know, like having, you know, these digital products and these books, which is absolutely fantastic. But as I'm listening to your story, I'm like, I don't know how I would be able to incorporate like putting a style on myself. Like I think I would need more attention than that is what I'm trying to say. Oh yeah. I mean, a lot of people are like, wait, no, like, can't you style me in person? I'm like, I haven't done that in years. <laughs> I'm not shopping for you. No. One, I think it's far more empowering for women to learn how to do it themselves because every day we have to get dressed. We mm -hmm. can't walk around naked and, yeah. and we sure as hell don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> like, or at least I don't. <laughs> how could you not be able to put an outfit together? And I was seeing so many very smart, powerful women. You know, my clients would be, you know, high powered attorneys, entrepreneurs, executives in these major companies. And they're in puddles in their closet crying because they don't know what to wear. I think every woman listening has cried at least one time in her closet. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I've cried a couple times. Jeans don't fit. Can't find an outfit. <laughs> so, yep. you know, I broke style down in a way that makes it very teachable. It's teachable okay. like anything else. I have my ultimate wardrobe checklist, which is inside the book. It's the basics that you need to build a wardrobe. So many people go shopping. They're like, Oh, I think I like that. Or, oh, it's on sale. I'll just buy it. Yes, yes. And they don't have a functional closet. I have outfit formulas in the book. There's very simple formulas. This type of garment goes with this type of garment with this type of accessory. 
go do it with the clothes in your closet. Boom. You've gotten dressed. I outline style types so you can align them with your personality to be like, ooh, that is me. This is the type of inspiration I should be looking to, to figure out what I want to wear. So it's very teachable. People just have to be willing to do the work. Yeah. Just buy the book and be like, now I have style. You have to open it. You have to take (laughs) some actions, which is why you write in the book. It's very much interactive. It's a workbook. And you will emerge with style afterwards. That I I love that. Okay. That doesn't seem as overwhelming as when I'm just like thinking, okay, there's a book and it's going to talk about styling. And I feel like I'm going to cry already, you know? (laughs) Exactly. And trust me, I've read and, you know, style books are amazing. I feel like I've read and purchased almost all of them, but it's just information. It's the difference between reading a book about money and you're like, okay, investing money. Cool. But then you put the book down and you don't do anything. Mm-hmm. So that's very much why it's 30 days to your signature style. Every day there's a new activity for you to do. It's just very digestible. If you want to break it out over longer, you can't commit to doing something every day. Cool. This is your journey, but it's just step by step. It's what I would do if you hired me. I would sit you down. I'd ask you questions. You're just going to answer them yourself. You're going to write them down. I'm okay. sure your inspiration and see what you like. You'll look at it in the book. And once you go through this journey of self-discovery, because there's things that I've added into the work that are the things that hold you back from having style. I call them style roadblocks. So women struggle with body image issues. Mm -hmm. Think that they're not worthy of style because they're a certain size or they're a certain age, or they think people will think they're trying too hard or they have money mindset issues that don't allow them to spend on themselves and their appearance. So when we get underneath of that stuff, you're like, oh my gosh, I've been carrying this issue of something that happened to me when I was five years old. And that's not only affecting the way that I dress, but it's affecting other areas of my life. So once you get rid of that, which seems completely unrelated to style, you remove that block and you're like, wait, I can do this. I can get dressed. (laughs) Like it's not something reserved. Like I didn't get some special magical potion at birth that was like, Lauren knows everything about style. I've worn some lame outfits in my past as well. You know, (laughs) (laughs) couldn't have been as bad as the (laughs) eighties. I was reading a little bit about, you know, your bio and stuff. And there was a little bit of a message there that the first impression happens within what, seven seconds? Seven seconds, yes. And what is the importance of that first impression? So this is something that people that are resistant to style, they don't want to accept this little factoid, because they immediately go to people should like me for me. Of course they should, but they don't. So we have got so much (laughs) we have so much subconscious programming in us that we don't realize is there. Things from our childhood, things that we've seen in movies, associations we make with certain garments. So if I walk into a bank and I'm trying to get a loan for my business and I roll up in there in uh, pajama bottoms and a t-shirt, like maybe I'd something I'd wear in the college dorm room and was like, Hey, 
I'm a business owner. I would like to get a $100,000 loan. They've made associations with my wardrobe. It doesn't matter if I have a track record of having million dollar businesses. It doesn't matter that I've run multiple businesses for the past 12 years. They see the pajama bottoms and are like, wait, this is an irresponsible young person that can't be trusted with money. So if we're able to remove ourselves from the defensiveness of like, why don't you like me for me? People are doing these things. And it's unfortunate because a lot of the programming doesn't come from a great place. But until we're able to get into a place where we can change that narrative, you know, I'm reading this book, it's called The Beauty Myth. And they talk about women in the workplace and how it has been groomed into the way that women work, that they have to look a certain way. They talk about news anchors, how it's like the older man with the young blonde woman with the makeup and the hair and like the little suit and the cleavage. All that stuff is programmed in. And until women can get into a place of power to start chipping away those dress codes and those beauty norms, we're fighting against ourselves. If we just say, first impressions don't matter, I'm going to wear the sweatpants anyways. Like, no, this stuff is in people's brain and they're not, they don't even realize it's there. So the first impression matters not to them, but to you. So them judging me makes me not get the loan. So it's like, put on the clothes, be grown up, put on the clothes, get what you need so you can succeed in life. Yeah, absolutely. So then, okay, your client's ready to put on the clothes. And what types of suggestions do you make? I know that you mentioned, you know, there's certain style. What did you call them? Types. Thank you. Yeah. And then there's certain, you know, ways to make your, your wardrobe more efficient and stuff. But like, do you talk about, you know, you have to have a certain look like polished look or I know you you go against the trends but like what is it that you're you're sort of promoting I guess I'm promoting that they direct the narrative with their appearance right so if you want to be your personal brand I mean this really affects entrepreneurs even more so I think if your personal brand is that you've got a bit of an edge like I've got an edge in my brand if you watch my YouTube videos and things, who knows what's going to come out of my mouth, right? A Lauren rant's going to come. We don't know. (laughs) So I am also a successful entrepreneur. I'm also, you know, president on, on the board for entrepreneurs organization. So I'm not going to show up in a gray theory suit because it's not the right messaging for who I am. But I'm also not going to dress in a way that's super edgy with piercings and leather all the time because I'm in this elevated state within my career. So what I'm trying to get women to understand is who they are, so they can dress themselves accordingly. So I can still look polished and put together, but I can dress in a way that's authentic to me, where people aren't going to shoo me out of the room because I've got on a T-shirt and trousers, they'd be like, oh, wow, how did you make that look so boss and appropriate, even though I would never think that it's controlling. Yeah, Yeah, that's so it's so true, because nobody really, I mean, just this is just a perception of mine, nobody really ever talks about how you need to dress for who you are. It's always about you need to look a certain way, even though you're not like that. 
Right. <laughs> yeah, I get it. Oh my God, I get it. <laughs> so it's about being more comfortable in your skin and the rest follows. Yeah. And once you understand your style type, you can dial it to different degrees for different occasions. So, you know, don't get it twisted listeners that I'm telling you to show up at a, you know, a formal event in jeans, but (laughs) you're able to still be yourself and be appropriate professionally, personally, socially, that you're still always you. I love that. And I can't wait to get a copy of that book. This has been an amazing conversation and I really, really like it. And I definitely like the fact that I finally understood exactly what you're talking about at the end. I'm a little bit of a slow learner, (laughs) but what is it that you would want listeners to take away from this conversation today? Like, what do you think is the most important tip? I think the most important tip is that style is a tool that you can use to win the game of life. That's what I want people to understand. Style is not something to be intimidated by. You can definitely learn it. It's not something to be ignored because other people aren't ignoring it. So get on the style train <laughs> and, have, and have some fun with it. You know, like, yeah, it's actually a power tool. A lot of people want to talk about how it's, you know, it's unfair, which maybe it is. It's unfair that women are set to a different standard in terms of appearance, wardrobe, grooming, makeup. But at the same time, Instead of fighting against it, we can work with it. I think Michelle Obama, she says it best. She mentions it in her documentary that she realized that style is something that cannot be ignored. So she's got an amazing stylist who dresses her in a way that's very authentic to who she is. It makes her very personable, you know, to to the people Mm-hmm. She's utilizing style instead of being like, I'm the first lady. I shouldn't have to care about what I dress, you know, how I dress. So I think the faster people can understand that messaging, how you kind of had your moment of like, ah, I get it. Yeah. Like I want people to get it and then enjoy it. It's fun to dress yourself up. It really is. It doesn't have to be painful. It can be fun. Exactly. And like going back to Michelle Obama, she could have done the traditional first lady stuff and worn like all these high priced designer outfits that probably, I mean, I don't know her personally, but probably isn't who she is. It doesn't strike me as who she is. And she chose to be more approachable and personal in the way she dresses. And then everybody fell in love with her even more because of that. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So that was part of her messaging. She wants to be relatable. She wants to be, you know, she's shopping at Target. She's mixing stuff up with J. Crew. She's wearing American designers. Like all of those things are very deliberate choices that are saying something about her and how people relate to her. And we can do the same thing. We don't have to have a fancy stylist. I'm the fancy stylist giving you the tools in the book and you can do the same exact thing. Well, I absolutely love this. So I know listeners are going to want to, you know, follow you or look you up on online. Where can they find you? You can find me all over the social media. Just look up Lauren Messiah. Instagram is a great place to follow me. YouTube. I have tons and tons of free videos that will teach you all about style. And of course, pick up style therapy anywhere books are sold. Absolutely. And we will leave the links to everything in the show notes as well. So for easy access for the listeners and stuff. And Lauren, I cannot thank you enough for joining us today. It's been such a fun talk. Thank you for having me. 
Thanks for listening to the Business Society Podcast. If you've enjoyed this episode, leave us a review. Your ratings and reviews help more people like you find our podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and share this podcast with someone you think would love it. Until next time, I'm Melissa Houston. And never forget, nobody will ever care about your money as much as you do. So never give your financial power away. Yeah.